You're listening to the Overfunctioning Podcast, learning leadership concepts through life experiences. Welcome, friends. You're listening to the first podcast of the Overfunctioning Podcast. Um, I'm Alex McMahon. John Moyer. And I'm Zach Stahl. And we are glad to be here, and we're super excited to be able to talk leadership mostly with each other, and then since you are with us, I guess we're talking to you as well. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourselves, gentlemen. Zach, you go first. Well, I graduated a couple years ago from Grove City College, and uh, I was a resident assistant there, and um, they talked a lot about leadership, and that piqued my interest, and so I'm now a software developer um, at a small company in the Ohio area. And uh, just having a good time with that and also pursuing leadership. Hmm. The Ohio area, is that like an area <laughs> in Ohio or uh, I'm just exactly – I'm geographically challenged. So. Yeah, I would say like the northeastern okay. area. Oh, okay. yeah. Western yeah. Reserve He's possibly. Being, yeah, yeah. Being a little coy. Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, John Moyer and I'm a teacher at Stoneman Row Falls High School where I have – just finished my 27th year teaching and teach social studies and uh, leadership is something that I've been interested in uh, the past few years. I mean, originally I got into teaching uh, for the primary reason of trying to help young people navigate life. That was part of my why and leadership study and the resilient leadership model specifically has really helped give me a framework to understand just the way life operates. So I've become intrigued and I continue on my journey of learning about leadership. Yeah. I'm Alex McMahon once again, and I've been teaching at Stillman Royal Falls High School for nine years. And John introduced me into this different leadership model of, in which we're going to talk about extensively on this podcast. And I fell in love. It is, I'm a, I have a science background and a lot of what we're going to talk about has a very has some somewhat logical things, and, but more of a soft science um, when it comes to psychology and stuff, and that intrigues me. And there's data that you can collect at any point at any time of any discussion. Um, and we joked with each other about how there's just a case study that's just rolling all the time when we talk about this stuff. So, um, by the way, this is a leadership podcast in case you did not catch that in the intro or from what we've been talking about. And it's called the over-functioning podcast because you're not supposed to do that as a leader. Um, so it's kind of a little tongue in cheek, uh, but we will gladly over-function in this category for you so you can learn more, um, or better yet, so we could learn more. Um, it's mostly for us. Yeah, so, um, but we're glad you're here. Also, you know, we're just layering this thing. The O and the F in over-functioning podcast um, is, um, stands for of, and so in of, in, in the English language, I'm blanking out here. Um it, it connects a part to a whole. And so we're trying to connect the parts of what you know about leadership into the whole part of leadership, which is um, somewhat vague, I would mm -hmm. say, to a lot of people. And so that's not good. I'm going to try to help you out on that end. Um, so why we're doing it, we love leadership. We're nerds. That's what we want to do. Uh, and we have great discussions, and we thought it might be helpful to 
record them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, with that, we are going to move into a section that we're going to call Fables, mostly because of Friedman. If you haven't read the book Friedman Fables, it's... It's delightful. Interesting. <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> has a lot of... Just look it up. It's It'll be good for little case studies here and there. Um, but he's a hero of ours as well. So Fables is going to work in which we're going to just talk about something that we've been noticing or maybe those case studies we've been talking about um, in the past week or so and discuss them here with you guys. So without further ado, gentlemen, any recent fables that you've stumbled across that you'd like to discuss with us? Can I go back to your of? No, oh, yeah. You said something about connecting something to something. Can mm -hmm. you say that again? So connecting the parts to the whole. Okay. Yeah. So when I think about that connecting that parts to the whole, I think about one of the foundations of leadership study that I can think through is how an individual cell is part of a whole of a body mm. and that cell has a job to do a function to do so that's a part but it also has a responsibility to the whole mm. and part of our, our leadership study that we've done is connecting an individual leader who has a mission and responsibility uh, as far as self-direction goes I mean the cell knows its job and duty but at the same time, it serves the greater good of the body. So I like that connection between the part connected to the whole, because without either of those, I think leadership is, well, doesn't exist. Yeah. So that's just something I wanted to follow up on on that well, definition. Well, I'm really glad that I got lob that softball right over the Thank middle you. plate. Yes. And really, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're layering this thing. Uh -huh. I think by next time, yeah. you know, we'll have something else that we can connect that to. And yeah. <laughs> I'm joking here, but I mean, we're going to get to what you're talking about, the cell being itself, and mm -hmm. we're going to talk about self-differentiated mm -hmm. and how that works, and mm -hmm. we can talk about the parts yeah. needing to be a part of the whole, just as we talked about before, of the colonies of the U.S., you know, when they started out, they decided they need to be a part of the whole in order to be for better survival. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Fables, yeah. gentlemen. You got a fable on your mind? Um don't really have a fable, but I was uh, actually just talking with a friend the other night who just got into a relationship, mm. or he's he's working towards that at the very least. And um, romantic relationship, a romantic no, entanglement. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. <laughs> and uh, he, entanglement's the right word. <laughs> he he was asking me uh, if there was a certain topic that he should avoid <laughs> her dad, Sorry. which is a uh, a tough situation. <laughs> and uh, the way I explained it to him. Um, just because it is a sensitive subject with regards to the girl, but he comes from a very sensitive background. And just him, his mother and his father, he's an only child, is very difficult and complex as a system, right? And the only person he has control of is himself. And then comparing that to her situation where the father's not even around and still has an influence, mm -hmm. in addition to having the mother, um, an estranged gay son mm -hmm. and um, a, a younger child with special needs, right? You just have very complex situations and it's just amazing how there's even larger systems at play in our workplaces. Yeah. Man, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Systems do talk to each other and 
Uh, I can think of, uh, I was talking to a friend a couple weeks ago. We went to a ball game and don't know him real well, but in the midst of our discussion, I was asking him how him and his wife met, and he was talking about they met at, uh, at college, actually at Grove City, as you yeah. mentioned. Alma mater. And, and uh, I was talking to him about that, about how things have been going in their marriage, and he was talking about a particular challenge. So his wife grew up as a, as a Catholic, and she wasn't a practicing Catholic, but she was Catholic, and her mom is a very, very devout Catholic. And when she started dating her you know, now husband, uh, there was a lot of resistance in the family because he wasn't Catholic. And she continued to, to date this gentleman, and the mm. family was very, very vocal against her opposition and eventually married him. Um, the father came to the wedding but, but literally sat in the back of his, the church with his back to the ceremony as a visible protest. And the, the wife has made overtures to both mom and dad to try to repair that relationship, and she has been shut down time and time again. And how difficult it's been for her to function even as a person um, because of these fractured relationships. And one of the things we t we'll talk about in, in Bowen Theory that's, that Resilient Leadership is based on is those f primary family relationships, when they're fractured, it really, really is difficult. It makes it hard to lead effectively um, because of I'm sure the theories behind why that might be. There's some thoughts, but uh, anyways, that was the the situation that has been really, really challenging for him as a husband in that particular marriage. It's been really, really hard. Mm. Wow. Now you talk about uh, Murray Bowen. So we're tossing out. We're going to toss out different authors that we've read and different things like that. Murray Bowen. Could you tell us a little bit about Murray Bowen, just since we're going to discuss him? Sure. Yeah. So Murray Bowen was uh, a a psychiatrist uh, that practiced from the 1940s up and through just about 1990 when he passed away. And he began, he was a family therapist, and he he uh, began working with individuals who were going through particular challenges. And what he discovered almost by accident is when he was working with uh, schizophrenic children, yeah. uh, the child, um, he found that when he worked with the parents uh, alongside the child, he found that the child's symptoms actually uh, got better, improved. And so what he began, this is a long journey for him of, of kind of experimentation, but he discovered that if the most mature person in the family would increase their own maturity, that is be a better leader, it matures the system. And problems don't go away, but they mm -hmm. become less acute and less pronounced. And so he began to explore what we now know as Bowen Systems Theory, which essentially is any, a leader of any organization or family, if they can mature themselves, the others in the group will at least incrementally pull up their functioning as well. At least that's the best chance mm -hmm. that you have of maturing a system is working on self. Which, and you said that the most mature person, if they increase their functioning, right, mm -hmm. is kind of counterintuitive. Uh, to a lot of people, I would say, even myself, when I started looking at these things, it depends how you've grown up, right? But we get fed a lot about, you know, we've got to, and I'm not discounting that we need to like help the people that need help the most, right? Like those that are struggling, but it kind of goes, it goes different, right? Yeah, I don't know if you have thoughts on, on your perspective on it, but I'll share 
yeah, oftentimes, you know, we're in education and, and obviously you want to serve the whole child and all the children. But um, I can think of Ed Friedman, who you mentioned, the author of Friedman Fables, uh, was uh, did a lot of work with various church organizations and was asked the question, uh, we have, we've raised $500,000 to help our 200 most troubled ministers. And he was asked, how would he spend the money? And Friedman responded, why would you spend money on that? Uh, you're far better off getting your 200 best and pouring time into them. Mm -hmm. And so any, any person that uh, shows some sense of desire to learn and grow, because part of what we speak of about leadership is this idea that I want to grow and I want to mature myself. And individuals that aren't interested in that uh, are typically not open to any type of thoughts or reasons they're just not motivated yeah so i think that there may be some truth to why that may have a bigger bang for the buck if you will without discard yeah. not discounting others you just think about who's most willing to listen to advice that you have to offer it's the people who come and ask for it from you mm -hmm. rather than the people you're constantly spouting it off to mm -hmm. even though it feels like it's easier to give advice to the people who so apparently need it yeah unwanted advice rarely goes yeah. well so mm -hmm. and you talked about this you know this is one of my favorite stories about ed freeman that little vignette about giving money and giving yeah. it you know bringing the best leaders it comes down to influence and so this podcast overall we believe that all people are leaders because everybody influences somebody and so when it comes to that story about the best leaders they have a lot of influence already mm -hmm. so if we can help them increase their own functioning and this is ed freeman right and then we can we can influence a lot of people, um, and when it comes down to you know the people who are struggling, usually their influence isn't as big. Let's, if we keep it on a congregational scale, mm -hmm. they have a smaller congregation, so that's their influence. Their circle of influence may only be fifty to be fifty or lower people. So as as opposed to somebody's got a mega church, mm -hmm. yeah. so the spread is there. You're right. Um, we also mentioned resilient leadership, and so we've all been through a book study that John is – well, I guess John <laughs> didn't teach himself. But um, through Resilient Leadership by Duggan and Moyer, um, eerily close to your last name. It is. Imagine that. Oh, that's crazy. Duggan, yeah. you just change a few letters and it becomes Moyer. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a couple of I thought of it that way. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> Impressive. So I do have one fable, uh, which has been interesting. So I was planning to actually go to South Africa this summer to check out a program, uh, which they did leadership development there. And through a subsequent different emails, trying to figure out the logistics of going there, uh, it was, it was, we were disconnecting on how I was going, where I was going to stay. So was I going to stay in an Airbnb, in a hotel, or in my thoughts, you know, I just sleep on somebody's floor on the couch, you know, I don't want to spend money, I'm cheap. So I kind of went back and forth on these emails, and at the end of it, I pushed one last time to the guy who was in charge there, and I said, you know, I'm just, I can't, I'm, I'm just struggling understanding why finding a place for me for free is the issue, and I just need help understanding this issue, and he came back to me in the next subsequent emails and said, 
and I don't remember the entire thing, but he said something along the lines of, you know, you're questioning where you're staying, and from earlier conversations with you, because of your questioning and these earlier conversations with you, we no longer want you to come. It was like strange. It was weird um, that that came through. Um, but from that, if you look at it at a systems level, you can kind of understand where he's coming from, from the standpoint of where that leadership there is in South Africa and how they're functioning there. So I think an instant inkling maybe is to say you get really mad mm -hmm. right? and you you type up an email and shoot that thing right back and, and you just let it fly. But from a systems level, you think, well, wait a second, maybe there's something else going on here and the background of whatever's going on there with him and really maybe doesn't have anything to do with me. And so just alone, I, I would say from the leadership stuff that we have done, that has changed my perspective on how I interact with people, how I have relationships with people, how I care for others, um, and not being so brash and so quick to make up some retort when I don't have any idea what's going on in South Africa. I don't know what's going on with the woman driving the car in front of me who <laughs> cut me <laughs> off or, you know, and they don't have to be huge things like that. But um, do I, <laughs> when it comes down to it, do I agree with what he did in that decision? No, I don't agree at all. But it is what it is. And so, um, and looking back on it, I think, you know what, probably would not have been good for me anyway with that such a brash and quick retort of his to say, well, you're questioning this. We don't want you to come anymore. So, um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting. It's been my summer I'm just kind of delving and understanding that. And so, it was just questions too, which is, it's not like you were asking anything complex either. It was a brash retort in some regards. And if you like questions, it wouldn't have been a good fit for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and like questions. I do enjoy questions. And questioning others about their lives is easy and interesting. And so I know the three of us enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People love to talk about themselves. And so... But that also helps with leadership as well. You get to understand people better. Speaking of leadership, in our, our last moments here, we were going to discuss what leadership is. <laughs> so, yeah, very broad. Yeah. What you think leadership is, Zach? You've been quiet. Let's let's start with you. Well, the hot seat. Stumble through this. <laughs> um, when I think of leadership, and we touched on this earlier, um, the whole idea of maintaining connections. But um, I really enjoy looking at it from a relational perspective. And I'm saying in my everyday life, I talk about how Alex and I have a relationship and John and I have a relationship. And I all, I'm always clarifying, no, 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 not not romantic. Like we are in a relationship. And just looking at those from a, a way that says, how can I strengthen this? How can I understand your half of it such that um, I can maintain influence and mm – -hmm. It strengthens everything. I feel stronger because I have close friends and close community, and they feel stronger because of similar aspects. Yeah. Yeah, I go back to John Maxwell, who's a author of a lot of leadership books, and you know we're all familiar with his works. And uh, 
he defines leadership as influence. And you touched on that leadership, uh, the influence of leadership being part of relationships. And I can think of a, a quote that someone said that, that we need to be close enough to influence, yet distant enough to lead. Hmm. So I think leadership is influence, but where we get into trouble is we become mm -hmm. too, too isolated so that we can't influence another because we're not connected, or we become too connected that is fused, and then we're unable to make difficult decisions, principle-led decisions, because we're too, we worry too much about their approval. So hmm. I think that's a, that's a tension in leadership uh, that's demonstrated on, that, on both ends of the fusion and then the, the separateness. And, and we'll talk about that, of course, in future podcasts. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And when I think about leadership, just to kind of piece this all together, I think about differentiation of self, being self-differentiated. And so I'm going to use that term a lot. And, and I would like to say it's like being more mature, but it's really not. And so we'll unpack that a little bit more. But when we talked about the cell and being part of the whole, it's being self-differentiated saying, okay, I'm a part of this whole, but I can grow as a person, as an individual. And that's only going to make myself more attractive to other people. So when it comes to leadership, it's about saying, okay, what can I do to connect better with people? And that's what we're going to talk a lot about. And if I can do that better, people are going to like me more. <laughs> and I'm going to be able to influence people better. And not in a manipulative way, but in a way that makes you more attractive to other people. On the same, and there's a, this kind of a double-edged sword as well, though, as you do that, you're going to make some enemies on the other end. And we will also discuss that because you start self-differentiating yourself and other people don't want you to do that, and they're going to be pretty mad. So we'll discuss that at a later date. But that will bring us to the end of our first podcast. It's, it's almost like we did this twice, isn't it? <laughs> it's a great dry run, though. It is a great dry run. So, it's, it's an outdoor podcast. Which, yeah. Which is... Uh, no sprinkles. No sprinkles. And uh, so it's kind of nice to sit out here. Yeah. For those yeah. of you who are just listening, it is... Uh, it's a little chilly, actually. So, yeah. um, you know, windy. Surprisingly cool. Northeast Ohio, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Ohio area. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so a few things just to let you know about. If you would like to send in topics or questions to us, you can do that um, through, if you send us through email, the email is theofpodcast, theofpodcast at gmail. Say it a couple different ways, you know. Also, we will be on YouTube and obviously if you found us, we're on iTunes. So, excellent. Yeah. But we will be talking with you soon and we've been putting out different supplementals. There are some chat sessions as well that we'll be getting to and different lessons that we'll be going through as well. It's this whole leadership stuff is it's deeper than you think. And it's not just a simple couple words that you say here like we toss out influence and self differentiation. It's it's a lifelong journey. It's it's taking us we are nerds about it, but in, in no way are we experts at it. And so yeah, so we just like to have you join us along with the journey. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I can remember a quote I read just uh, earlier this week about becoming a more mature or self-differentiated leader. Uh, it comes from a guy named Israel Galindo who does a lot of leadership development. Mm -hmm. um, and he said that when it comes to growing yourself as a leader, three-year-olds can't do it, 
16-year-olds try to do it, and 20-year-olds better do it. Because if not, life gets really, really challenging. So I would, I would say that if any challenges that we have individually mm -hmm. or uh, any challenges that you might have at home or where you're watching can be, um, there's a framework that kind of help you think through mm -hmm. those challenges. And that's what we're going to offer. And I think it'll be really, really helpful. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining with us and we'll uh, see you at the next one. Okay. Thank you. Uh,